different languages. Amen. <laughs> Glory to Jesus. Glory to Jesus. All right, let's, oh man, this is so good. Go with me to 2 Corinthians chapter 2. Mm, Jesus. 2 Corinthians 2. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Glory to God. Hallelujah, God. Woo. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Oh, glory to God. Glory to God, glory to God. Hallelujah. Oh, Jesus. The scripture says this, that the Holy Spirit's been given to us, 1 Corinthians 2, I'm sorry, that in 1 Corinthians 2.12, 1 Corinthians 2.12, now we have received not the spirit of the world, but the spirit who is of God, the Holy Spirit, that we might know the things that are freely given to us of God. We have so much, God has given us so much that one of the main ministries of the Holy Spirit is to show us what we've been given. Glory to God. Isn't that awesome? When I was in the Assembly of God Church, I was an elder in the Assembly of God Church. My pastor was a great pastor. And he'd always say in 2 Corinthians 2, 9, as it is written, I has not seen, nor ear heard, neither has it entered in the heart of man. All that God has prepared for them that love him. And then he would say that's about heaven. But if you would read the next verse, it says, But God has revealed in unto us by His Spirit. Glory to God. One of the ministries of the Holy Spirit is to reveal to us what it, our inheritance is. He's just not the convictor. He's just not power. He's there to reveal the covenant, to reveal what's been given to us. Glory to God. All right. Now go with me, if you would, to Mark 1.14. And we're going to look at four things that God has given already. All right? And Mark 1.14, we'll go there. Hallelujah, Jesus. Glory to God. The Bible says, Now after the John was put into prison, Jesus came into Galilee preaching the gospel of the kingdom of God and saying the time was fulfilled and the kingdom of God is at hand, repent and believe in the gospel. What's the gospel? That the kingdom of God is here. Yeah. I always used to think that the kingdom of God was a doctrine. It was a teaching that Jesus gave. But it's more than that. It is the gospel itself. Yeah. Hallelujah, Jesus. The kingdom of God is the gospel. So we're going to look at what that really entails, what that really means. Hallelujah. It's the gospel of the kingdom of God. It's the reality that God rules in heaven, but not only does he rule in heaven, but he rules on the earth. And, and what we commonly refer to in Matthew 6 as the Our Father. Jesus said, pray on earth as it is in heaven. Can I ask you something? Why can we believe that we're going to be blessed in heaven but have such a hard time believing that we're going to be blessed on the earth? Because we've been bought a bill of goods by the devil that says that our God is a God in heaven, but he's not here now ruling and reigning in our lives. Amen. Don't shout me down when I'm teaching good. Amen. Rahab. The revelation she had, she was a prostitute, and then she got saved. And here's what she said, even when she was seeking God. Man, when the two spies came, 
She said, your God is not just God in heaven. He's the God of all the earth. And that's why she entered in the being in the lineage of Jesus Christ. Jesus came through her genealogy. Glory to God. We need to understand as never before. We're in the world, but we're not of it. We are in a different kingdom. The book of Colossians chapter 1 says we've been translated from the kingdom of darkness and curse to the kingdom of his dear son, the kingdom of light, the kingdom of blessing and victory. Mm. But so often, the church lets the devil come in to the kingdom of God when he's... Man, we need to decapitate him, man, when he tries to come into the kingdom of of God. Really. He has no right and that we cannot let him come in. Glory to God. All right. Matthew chapter 10. Glory to Jesus. Verses 7 and 8. The Bible says, and as you go, this is wherever you go, preach saying, now, I'm all for living the life. But I'm going to tell you something. A lot of people, they say, you know what? Just live your life and everybody will just know about the gospel. That's a lie. You can live your life, and, that, and that's the key. That it's the foundation because you live what you preach. But it says as you go, preach saying. Mm. doesn't say preach thinking. doesn't say preach by... Just doing good works, all that's part of it. It says preach saying, people are not going to know who you are, what you are, and what the gospel is unless you tell them. They're just going to think you're a good person or better than them. But that does not give them the understanding necessary to enter into the kingdom of God. You have to speak. Amen. Glory to Jesus. But it says, as you go preach, saying, what do you say? The kingdom of God's here. You know, we need to preach the gospel this way. We need to walk up to someone and say, you know what? Here's the deal. I want to share with you about Jesus. So you can understand that right now, the kingdom of God is at your hand to enter into. And they're going to ask you, well, what's the kingdom of God? And you're going to say, man, it's intimacy with Jesus. It's victory on the earth. It's experiencing the glory of God on the earth. It's overcoming generational curses on the earth. And and you know what? We need to share the gospel this way. Glory to God. The kingdom of heaven is his hand. Heal the sick. Why? Because the kingdom of heaven is here. There's no sick in heaven. So heal heal the sick here. Hmm. Cleanse the lepers, the cancer victims of today. Raise the dead. Wow. Someone says, man, that's a little much for me. Well, in the natural, everything's a little much for us. The key to raising the dead is understanding the premature death is not of the kingdom of God. And when you preach the kingdom of God, what's not of the kingdom of God bows its knee to the kingdom of God. Jesus, cast out devils. 
You know why you can cast out devils? Because he was cast out of heaven. And he needs to be cast out of your sphere of influence. He tried to usurp the power of God. And it didn't come out well. And when he tries to usurp your inheritance, he needs to understand, even as he fell from heaven, he's going to fall now, for the kingdom of heaven is here. Glory to God. I know that's strong. You say you're fired up, but what would you rather it be? Not fired up? Amen. Glory to God. So we're going to look at some things, all right, that have already been given. Whoo, glory to Jesus. Ephesians 1, 3 says that we have been blessed with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus. I believe that if you get some of this and, and, and I get more of it, I'll I tell you what, it's, it'll change our lives. Most of the time, we are praying to get something, to obtain something that we already have. What are you praying for now that God has not already given? Someone says, well, I, I, I'm praying that, you know, that uh, you know, I, I get strength to love that person enough to forgive. The Bible says the love of God has been shed abroad in your heart by the Holy Ghost. Mm. Well, I, I'm praying, you know, this person will be saved. Well, the bottom line is this. God's given you a spirit of intercession. Now, that's between them and God, but God's given you the spirit of intercession. Someone says, well, I, I'm praying that, that God will heal me. And, but the Bible says in 1 Peter 2, 24, that by straps we've already been healed. Someone says, well, I need finances. Well, the Bible says that Jesus became poor that we might be blessed. And God supplies all of our needs according to his riches and glory in Christ Jesus. There is nothing that we need that has not already been given. So let's start and look what's been given. Here's the most important thing that we've been given. A spirit-to-spirit -spirit relationship with God now exists. Any religion, I don't care what it is, Islam, Buddhism, I don't care what ism it is, it cannot give you relationship with God because God is a spirit and the religions of the earth other than Christianity can never cause you to be spirit so you can interact with God who is spirit. And that's the only way you can have relationship with God. God is not a mind, like Scientology says. God is not an emotion. God is not a theology. God is God. Is God. And the Bible says in John 4, 23 and 24, He is spirit. Those who worship Him must worship Him in spirit and truth. Go with me to John 3. Glory to God. I don't think we realize, and I'm talking to myself as well, all that we have, See, as long as you don't know what you have, you're never going to enter into it. Mm. Jesus said you must be born again so you can see the kingdom, so you can see what you have. Then he said after that, you've been born again so you can enter into what you see. 
Glory to God. Let's go to John 3. Man, so powerful. Jesus tells Nicodemus, you must be born again. And, and he says, well, you know, why? And Jesus answered in verse 3, Verily, verily, I say unto you, except a man be born again, he can't see the kingdom of God. Nicodemus says, how can a man be born when, again when he's old? Now, look, look at verse 6. Jesus says, That which is born of the flesh is flesh. That which is born of the spirit is spirit. Marvel not that I said that you must be born again. The wind blows where it listeth, and now here's the sound thereof, but can't tell where it comes and where it goes. So it's everyone who's born of the Holy Spirit. We need to understand. I don't care how religious somebody is. I don't care how sincere they are. You can be sincerely wrong. The only way to enter into relationship with Jesus Christ is through God causing you to go from a being of flesh and evil to a being of spirit. Your spirit born again, lacking unto the image of God. All right? Now someone says, okay, well that's good, but let's enter into it more. We really need to understand this. I, I tell people, you know what? Hell may have an excellent choir. You can serve on committees, you can sing in the choir, you can do this and you can do that, and it means nothing to God unless you've been born again. God cannot have relationship with you unless your spirit is born again. It's just like here, this pulpit, it's wood. It's not a conductor. It is not a conductor. Can I tell you something? When you're born of flesh, there is nothing to conduct life from Jesus. You've got to enter in that that which is a conductor, which is a born-again spirit. But here, let's look more, all right? Again, your spirit is the real you. Amen? Your physical man mirrors your spirit. Let's look at this. The Bible says, it talks about the mind of your spirit in Ephesians 1, 16 and 17. In fact, it says in, in 1 Corinthians 1, 30, we have the mind of Christ. Your spirit has a mind. Glory to God. When you die, your spirit will leave this body. But it will be recognizable by those who know you in heaven. Because you're going to get a glorified body, but you'll be recognizable. But your spirit has a mind. A mind to know that the word of God is true. A mind to understand the word of God. You can't understand the word of God with your natural mind. It is impossible. It's impossible. It's foolishness to your natural mind. And yet it's overwhelming. You can't, you can't be accepted. The Bible says it's foolishness. The mind of your spirit. Whoo, glory. That's where faith reigns. Glory to Jesus. Having the mind of Christ. Man, when the word of God comes to you, 
The mind of your spirit eats it up. And it brings forth faith. We've shared it so many times, but it bears witness. You know what? The physical man needs food to be strong. The intellectual man needs knowledge to grow in intelligence. The spirit man, it needs the word of God to grow in faith. Amen? Man, I, one of the saddest things I've ever seen in ministry, when I was teaching high school, I had a young man, he was a good kid, he's a tough kid, but I taught kids that had behavioral problems. Anyways, I went to his mom's house, and I heard the story, but I didn't really believe it until I met her. She had four kids that were completely, they're real smart kids. Then she had two kids. She, she had a nervous breakdown, and she had one, uh, two little boys. And when they found them, one boy was three and one was four. She locked them in a room and fed them scraps. No one knew that they were there. The kids were all, you know, they were gone from her. And when they found them, man, they were retarded because they had no intellectual stimulation. They got their strength back, but they're retarded. Did it stay? Why? Because their intellect was not fed. Do you understand? That's why you can be a Christian and be no different than the world if you don't feed your spirit. You need to feed the mind of your spirit. Amen. Amen. But here's what's exciting. See, if you and I could see in the spirit realm and see what really goes on, it would change our lives. Woo, you'd see yourself in the spirit. First of all, you'd see yourself strong. You'd see yourself glorious. You would see yourself pure and glory to God. You'd see when the word of God goes in, woo, to the, your spirit, and the mind of your spirit assimilates the word of God through the Holy Ghost. Man, the seed begins to grow. Faith begins to reign. Hallelujah. Woo, glory. And that tree like a mustard seed comes up and you enter into the faith of Jesus himself. Woo, glory to God. Someone said, I wish I'm a Christian. I wish I could get that. You already have it. Mm. Jesus. Hallelujah. We have eyes to see with these eyes, amen, as a blessing. But the eyes of your spirit, they can sense the glory of God. They, they can see, man, in, in the spirit realm. You know, when the Holy Ghost comes, they can, you can sense and discern. And you, you, the eyes of your spirit can see. You know what your mind knows is going to give an image. And the eyes of your spirit can see it. Glory to Jesus. When you enter into discerning of spirits or in the nine gifts of the spirit, you just see Jesus openly. Angels openly. Demons openly. Well, I tell you, as you cultivate the eyes of your spirit, mm, you begin to see him as never before. You have ears to hear. Amen. How do you hear God? You don't hear him with these ears. He doesn't, very rarely does he speak audibly. But yet he said, my sheep even know my voice. Can I tell you something? Even sheep can hear. And they even know the voice of God. Amen? How much more is children? How can you, someone says, you know, I, man, I was ministering to God just recently. He said, I've never heard from God. 
I said, that's why, because you've never been taught that you have ears to hear. And his life is being changed. Glory to God. Come on, guys. You have ears to hear the voice of Jesus. That's exciting, isn't it? Woo! How much would you pay for that? You can't pay for it. Jesus did. Amen? You've got ears to hear the voice of God. Man, when you get up in the morning, expect to hear God, right? You expect to hear the voice of your spouse, the voice of your kids, the voice of your friends. How much more do you expect to hear the voice of the living God? Someone says, how can you hear God like that? Well, because I've been given ears to hear. And I take time to listen, to cultivate his hearing. Amen? Amen. Glory to Jesus. Ooh, hallelujah. All this involves cultivation. Glory to God. In the core of your spirit is love. Wow. Man. We all need to grow in our love walk. But isn't it amazing? The love of God himself. Not any other type of love. The agape love of God is in your spirit. You can love the world like Jesus loved the world because his love is in you. You can love the body of Christ like Jesus loves the body of Christ because his love is in you. You could love yourself because the love of Jesus is in you. Glory to God. Hallelujah. It's been shed abroad where? In your heart by the Holy Ghost. Woo! Now, here's the deal. Your spirit has a mouth. Mm. Your spirit has a mouth. You know what this mouth is? It's just a vehicle for the mouth of your spirit, glory to God, to get into this realm. See, this body is your earth suit. That's all it is. So you can get in and be in this realm. Amen? It's just your earth suit. Man, when people go up to space, they have to have a space suit, right? To be able to, to, to live in that atmosphere. So far above the earth, God's given you an earth suit. The earth suit, glory to God, is to be a conveyor of your spirit. Man, I, the, the verse that Kathy shared, you know what, I believe, how do you believe through the mind of your spirit and glory to God accordingly, I speak, amen? See, your spirit man is no different than your physical man. Your mind picks up, your spirit picks something up and then it translates to the mouth of your spirit and glory to God. And the mouth of your spirit says, you know what? I'm going to speak it through these lips. Hallelujah. And because it's spirit coming through your lips, Jesus hears, the devil hears, the mountain hears, and it's confirmed by God. But we have to see it. Well, I don't know. Nothing happens when I speak. Well, guess what? You just got what you said. Nothing. It is glorious to be born again. That's why God says in 1 Peter 4.11, if you speak, speak as if it were God speaking through you. Well, speak his word and it will be God. Amen? Hallelujah. And see what's exciting. Your voice 
God runs to the sound of your voice. God runs to the sound of my voice. Every animal has a frequency that they, you know, a a dog can, for example, his ears can hear different frequencies that you can. Every voice has a frequency. Only the voice of a child of God has a frequency that penetrates the heart of God. I have a friend who's in ministry. He uses, uh, you know, radio waves. I mean, he can, you know, type a deal. Uh, this, this deal, he, man, it's amazing. He said, I can get to most places on earth through these different frequencies. Wow. The frequency of God is in your voice. The religious don't have that frequency. No matter how hard they try. You have a frequency, your voice. Man, you speak and God says, I hear. But see, we got to know that. Because sometimes it doesn't seem like you hear. And we'll get into, if we have time, how the enemy tries to come against us. But he's no match for God. Amen. Woo, Jesus. Genesis 1. Jesus saw into the Father, uh, to the heart of God, the Father. He spoke what he saw. It penetrated the Holy Ghost. And he created what he heard. When you speak what you see in the heart of God through the Word of God. The Holy Ghost. She's speaking. He will confirm it. Glory to Jesus. Man, there's so much here. All right. Glory to Jesus. So the kingdom of heaven is coming. It means the spirit-to-spirit relationship now exists. Second, the Holy Spirit's in us. I'm not gonna, we could spend forever on this, but I'm not going to take that much time on this because I want to emphasize the third thing. But obviously it's the key. The Holy Spirit is the key. Every time the kingdom of God's mentioned, the Holy Ghost is mentioned. Jesus says the kingdom of God in Romans 14, 17 is not meat nor drink. It's not outward. It is righteousness through the blood. It is peace and it is joy all in the Holy Ghost. There is nothing that we have that isn't in the Holy Ghost that doesn't come through the Holy Ghost. Come on, guys. I know we preach on this son, but we need to enter in. The God who created the earth, who put Jesus in the womb of Mary, who created the universe, who raised Jesus from the dead, is in your spirit. Woo! Glory to God. Mm. That's why Ephesians 3.20 is so powerful. Let's read it. We know it, but let's read it. Glory to God. Hallelujah, Jesus. Ephesians 3.20. Glory to Jesus. Glory to Jesus. It says, Now unto him that is able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above all, that we even ask or think. Wow. According to the power that worketh in us. What can you think? 
Man, Jesus taking over nations, dead being raised, you walking in profound strength like Jesus. Woo! God is able through the power in you. The Holy Spirit is all about infusion. I can do all things through Christ. I can do all things through the Holy Ghost who infuses, Philippians 4.13, the life of Jesus into my spirit so that it is Christ who lives in me and not myself. Glory to God. Hallelujah. What do you have to do to enter into this? Receive what's already there. Glory to God. Someone says, well, the baptism of the Holy Ghost isn't there yet. Well, it is there because the Bible says Jesus received it as a gift of the Father and it's available right now to all who believe. Hallelujah. Mm. All right. This leads us into our third area I really want to emphasize, okay? Glory to Jesus. What we need, again, is already present in the spirit realm. We looked at Ephesians 1.3. We looked at 1 Corinthians 2.12, 2.9 and 10. Let's take salvation. Mm, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. How many of you know that salvation has already been provided? Amen? When someone accepts Christ, you know the Father doesn't turn to Jesus and say, oh, okay, what, what, what are we going to do now? You know, they've accepted you as Savior. I, we got to come up with something. It's already done. When someone accepts Christ, John 1, 12, as many as received him, to them he gave the power, the right to become a child of God. Bang, it happens. You know why? Because it's already there. It's a gift that's waiting to be unwrapped. The gift is in the heavenlies. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ who's blessed us with everything pertaining to life and godliness. Now this might rock your theology because we've been taught when someone gets saved that their name then gets written in the book of heaven. There's no such verse in the Bible. There is no such verse in the Bible. The only thing that talks about a book regarding salvation is when somebody doesn't receive Christ and their name is blotted out. You know what that tells me? That there is a book according to Psalm 139. It has every person that's ever lived, that ever will live. And it's written in the book of life because God sees them as whole and saved. Your name doesn't get written in the book of life. It gets lit out when you accept him. It's already there. But if you don't accept him on the day of judgment, it won't be there because it will have been blotted out because you have not entered into agreement with God regarding that what God has given you. Some of us have never heard it put that way. Good. Amen. Hallelujah. It's, and I'll show you some scriptures that, that verify that. Woo, Jesus. Salvation is ready to be received. It's a gift ready to be unwrapped in the heavenlies. 
Psalm 139, God says, man, I've given you. Man, I've planned out your life. I've given you some amazing things. It's all written in the book. But can I tell you something? It will never come to pass unless you enter in to the reality of salvation and cultivating what salvation is. One of the most saddest things, and I think it's why God's going to wipe away tears from our eyes. This is strong. I, I know this is me. I'm, here not, I'm not here to play church. Someone says, how will I be judged? Maybe you're going to be judged by what he wrote in the book and what your book says of what your life really entered into. Hmm. Wow. There's not a person alive that in your book that's already been written that does not have the power and the experience to raise the dead. Glory to Jesus. All right, let's get into some more scripture that backs us up. Glory to God. Go with me to Romans 8. I, I, I tell you, if you get anything today, get this. Oh, man. Time goes so quick. I know this is a little bit different. But I'm not here to give you the same old, same old that doesn't work for people. Well, I wouldn't preach this for anything in the world, most pastors would say. Because it's like a dog with a new bone. You know what I'm saying? I want the old bone. Can I tell you something? No, I want the new bone. I want Jesus and newness. Amen. 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 Glory to Jesus. All right. Now, everybody talks about Romans 8, 28. And I get it. That whatever's happened in your life, God will take it and use it for good. Even if it was bad. I get it. First of all, the primary context of that isn't even that. But it is true. I've shared this many times. The context of Romans 8.28 is Romans 8.26 where it talks about praying in the Spirit. And God is trying to tell the people through the Apostle Paul, when you pray in the Spirit, you have no idea what you're saying. So how do you know that it's good? You have to trust God that he's working everything out for good. Again, when you pray in the Holy Ghost, you might be thinking, you might, you're praying in the Spirit, and you're, you're thinking, man, I, I'm, just ask, I'm just receiving blessing for my life. And in actuality, you are praying to give away your new car to some believe, other believer. How do you know you're not? Mm, I'm not going to pray in the Spirit no more. No, God's saying, man, this is it. trust me when you pray in the Spirit. You might be praying yourself to Africa. Mm. You might be praying day after day after day after day to forgive that person that you made a vow that you'd never forgive. And every time you pray in tongues, God's working in your heart. Glory to Jesus. So that's really the context. But nobody preaches Romans 8, 29 and 30. Not much. To whom he did foreknow, he did predestinate. That just means that before the earth began, God gave you a destiny. That's all that means. God has given every man and woman a destiny. And what's the primary destiny in your life of the believer? 
to be conformed to the image of the Lord Jesus Christ. How's that come about? Through cultivating the image that you already have. It's not by emulation. It's by cultivation. Glory to God. His image is in you. It's who you are. And as you cultivate it, glory comes. Woo, that alone should get us dancing. That you might be the firstborn, that he might be the firstborn among many brethren. How can you say that you're a brother of Jesus? Well, it doesn't mean you're omnipotent, omniscient, omnipresent like Jesus. But you know why you can say you're a brother of Jesus? Because you're born of the same father. Come on. And you've got the same spirit. You've got the same DNA that he has. Woo! Glory to God. Well, I don't believe that. Well, then read 1 John 3, 8, 9. It says, Hallelujah, Jesus. But let's keep going. For whom he did give a destiny. Now let's read for 830. Moreover, whom he did give a destiny to, he also called. How many of you have been called by Jesus? Amen. How many of you know that you didn't call him, he called you? Amen. Glory to God. You didn't somehow get his phone number and call him. He got your number and called you. And he kept ringing that thing until you got so tired, you said, I'm answering it. And he was on the other end. And he says, I am the I am. I am the Lord Jesus Christ, Savior and Lord. He called you. Woo, glory. He called you. Man, every person on earth has been called. Because the Bible says in John 12, 32, if I be lifted up, if I be crucified, I will call, I will draw all men unto myself. Man, when you're witnessing, all you're doing, glory to God, is telling somebody to answer the phone. Amen. Why don't you just pick up the phone? Glory to Jesus. Amen. But here it gets better. Whom he called, he justified. Can I tell you something? Hallelujah. Before he called you, he justified you. Before he called you, he made you righteous. Mm. Glory to God. Man, when he calls you, the thing he tells you, that you've already been made righteous in the spirit realm. Because he who knew no sin became sin, that you might become the righteousness of God in Christ. You've been justified. That's what Ephesians 2 is all about. Even when you were dead in your sins, and I was dead in my sins, God justified me. It has to be by grace because you didn't have a thing in the world to do with him justifying you because you didn't even know he did. Woo, we're justified. We're righteous. But here's the kicker. Whom he justified, he also glorified. I've never heard this preached. What's that mean? 
it means. What's it mean to be glorified? It means that the glory of God, which represented by the name of Jesus. Moses said, show me your glory. God says, I will manifest my name. When you're glorified, it means the name inside the heart of God is manifested to you. But God wants you to know this. In the heavenlies, the glory, the miracle you need, the miracle I need. It's already there. There's a box, there's a present with a big bulb upon it. It's called the name manifested. Glorified. See, God's picture of you isn't in a stretcher. Is it in a wheelchair? I'm speaking to somebody. His picture of you is not in the wheelchair. His picture of you, glory to God, is the picture of his son at his right hand because you're in him and his picture of you as you walk in, you talk in, and you live in. This is God's perspective. When we meditate on the Word of God. We need to meditate from God's perspective. That's why He calls those things would be not on the earth as though they were, because they are. Jesus. When we meditate, we need to meditate from God's perspective and see how God sees us. Glory to God. Let's just give a few examples. Glory to Jesus. Glory to Jesus. Glory to Jesus. See, because now we enter into the practical. See, you have to see it before you receive it. 2 Kings 2. But it's so exciting when you see it. But you're never going to see it unless you get the revelation that it's there. Why are you going to look for something you, that's not there? Mm. You'll see the kingdom of God. So you can enter in. He will let you know it's there. And then you receive it. Just like you receive a gift. By saying. And worship. And standing. Let's look at a few examples. Glory to Jesus. Kila bakise emotai. Amasoto. I just hear the Lord say, it will work for you and for me. Gideon. We know the story. He was cowardly hiding from the Midianites in the wine press. Trying to thresh wheat. And God comes to him and says, thou great and mighty warrior. And Gideon says, who else is in this wine press with me? Who's he talking to, man? He said, I'm the, my, my father's house is the least. He, he said, our tribe is the least of all the 12 tribes. My father's house is the least in the least of the tribe, and I'm the least of the least in my house. And God said, you're a mighty warrior. You're a deliverer of Israel. Can I tell you something? 
God wasn't speaking something that wasn't there. He was speaking something that he saw. He saw the heart of Gideon. And even though Gideon struggled with unbelief represented by the fleeces, even when Gideon struggled, God still called him a great and mighty warrior. You know, Gideon entered into being a warrior. Of all the judges in Israel, he had the longest standing of peace against the Philistines of anyone. Forty years of peace because they were so afraid of him. But you see, we, gotta, we have to agree with God. He could have said, man, I'm not buying into this. But he agreed with God. And what God said he was, because that's what God saw, he became. Glory to Jesus. Glory to Jesus. Glory to Jesus. Glory to Jesus. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Man, I share a number of testimonies. I'll close with this one. We, we showed this on video. Mark, uh, Ida Kelton, she was, had a baby girl. And before she had the baby, she had an ominous dream that the baby would be blind. And sure enough, she was. And uh, the baby was blind. They didn't know at the time that the baby was not only blind, but had no eyes when it was born. And she began, the devil began condemning her because she had a missions call, which she didn't enter into like she should have. And she said, you know what? It's because of my disobedience that my baby's been born blind. That's a lie. Read Psalm 136. His mercy, man. His mercy. Everybody say his mercy. His mercy, his mercy yes. supersedes judgment. If, if your heart's crying out to God, it supersedes judgment. And God came to her through a verse in the book of John. When the religious were trying to tell people, man, you're born blind because of this or that. And, and Jesus said, that's a lie. So she began to see through the scriptures. And she actually wrote a letter to Amy Simple McPherson, founder of the Foursquare Church. Amy was believing with her. And she said, you know what, to every person she saw, she said, you know what, I believe that my baby has eyes. They thought she was deranged from the grief. And she went through some times of difficulty because the devil was challenging it. But you see, in the mind of her spirit, I said in the mind of her spirit, one more time, in the mind of her spirit, she knew. This mind was giving her problems. Guess what? This mind doesn't contact God anyways. In the mind of her spirit, she knew. And what you know in the mind of your spirit, the eyes of your spirit envisioned. She began to see her baby with eyes. And speak it. And most of you know the story. I think seven weeks old. The, she was bathing the baby. She had her and the baby in her arms. The Holy Ghost came on her. And, and, the, and it was so overpowering, so she didn't fall with the baby. She put the baby down on the t- dressing table. She began to thank, just praise God. Here's what she said. 
I think this is the day. I believe this is the day my baby's eyes are coming. And she looked down, and there were two big brown eyes put in that baby's head. Can I tell you something? Hey, those brown eyes were already existed in heaven and the man Christ Jesus, glory to God, and they just came at that time. Jesus paid for those eyes. Those eyes existed in heaven before they came to earth, but because on earth as it is in heaven, those eyes are in her head. You say, Pastor, this is a little strong. I'm going to tell you something. This is the only way it works. The wisdom of God is a principal thing. Well, I'm just going to pray and keep crying out to God. You need to cry out to God in wisdom. You need to cry out to God saying, the kingdom of heaven's come and worship Jesus. As we close, but here's the kicker. Every day, Every day, you need to take this word, and I need to take this word. We're going to talk about this more next week. And look. 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 And what's it happen? Through the scripture. Can I tell you something? What you look at, you will become. I tell men all the time, struggling pornography, real men, amen, don't look at pictures, they read the book. It's time for us to read the book and look at heaven. Look at Jesus in the heavenlies and to see the blessing, the glory in heaven is my inheritance. And I'm going to say, I believe it through the mind of my spirit. I'm going to look at it through the eyes of my spirit. I'm going to speak it through the mouth of my spirit. I'm going to receive encouragement through the ears of my spirit. And I am going to enter in to glorifying Jesus through what he's given me so people see what he's done for us. Stand with me if you would. We're closing. We're running out of time. If you're not saved, it's time to be saved. Hallelujah. And if somebody in a wheelchair, God is speaking. There is provision for you. It's time to see. Father, in Jesus' name, we received today, not tomorrow, that the kingdom of heaven is here. God, help us. To enter in because it's already there. I'll tell you, someone says, you're fired up. I'm fired up because, you know what, I want reality. Faith is the realness of things hoped for. Man, if it's not real, we need to go home. Come on. But it's real. I'm not going to enter into doubt. I'm not going to enter in to weakness and shame. I'm not going to enter in to saying it's not there when the blood of Jesus has put it there and he put it there so it could be here.
inside of your heart, spirit, soul, mind, and body. Glory to God. Amen. Woo, Holy Ghost. Man, I sense Jesus. I sense you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah, 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 Jesus. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Shh. I'm going to ask you to pray, then, Lord, I'm going to ask you to close in prayer. And then uh, I'll share a few words of knowledge. And you, if you need prayer, come on up, okay? Glory to Jesus. Glory to Jesus. Glory to Jesus. Mm. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Hallelujah Jesus. Thank Glory you, Papa. Hallelujah, Papa. Mm. Thank you, Papa. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Father, I just thank you that you took us out of the kingdom of darkness and you brought us to the kingdom of light. The kingdom of light where there's love and there's blessing and there's victory. Father, I thank you that each person's name is written in the Lamb's Book of Life and it comes alive when they come to you. And it's just a glorious deal, Father. Wow, so glorious. I ask you, Father, that this day we would be uh, kingdom carriers. Kingdom carriers, Lord, meaning the gospel of Jesus. Mm. May this message light our hearts on fire for evangelism, for the gospel of Christ, which is life. We have it. Jesus. Let's give it away. Yes, Lord. Jesus, empower Hallelujah. us through the Holy Ghost and fire. Mm. To give it away. Hallelujah. God, whether we're in the grocery store, whether we're walking down the street, Holy whether Ghost. we're in the park, whether we're with our friends in any aspect. Father, mm. let Jesus. us not be bound by what we've been bound from before. Jesus. But let us be free. Let us be full of fire <clears throat> to bring your Holy Spirit to the situations from our left and to our right. God, I just ask you that you would empower each believer here. God, that you would set on fire evangelism within their heart once again. Jesus. Lord God, we ask you that you do that for us so that we're ready to receive revival spreading. Father, I just see like all millions of people in their heart like on fire. And Lord, I just ask you that you would do that once again, Papa. That you would bring that fire of life, of evangelism and revival. Amen. We love you, Papa. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Lord. Glory to thy name. Glory to thy name. Jesus. Thank you, Lord God. Praise you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, thank you, Lord God, for the word that's spoken today, Father, your heart to your people, Father, in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord God, that you love us so much and that you have given us life and you have given us to us abundantly. Father, you have a destiny for every one of us. Yes, God. And Father God, through our lives, through other people, through disappointments, through suffering, through heartache, through any kind of affliction upon our body, Father, and in our life. Father, you still have that destiny set out there for us. And Father God, it doesn't matter how we get there. It's there for us. It's waiting for us to reach that, that goal and that destiny that you have set before us, even from the time that we were conceived. 
So, Father God, I just pray in the name of Jesus that we all reach that goal, Father God, that you have for us. And that we would not be disappointed that where we are is not where we're going to be in the days yes, to come. Jesus. Because it's already set out there for us. And it's going to come to pass. And your son, Jesus Christ, is going to be raised high. And all men will see him. And they will be brought to him in the name of Jesus. I just pray your blessing, Father, on us as we leave. And bless us this week that we might grow in Jesus Christ. That we might grow in the knowledge of the Lord. That we might walk every day in your spirit. And as we believe and as we speak, you will confirm your word in our lives and what you have promised. And it shall be done in the name of Jesus to the glory of God. And I thank you and praise you, Father, for Pastor Mike and Pastor Kathy in this church, that it is raised for your glory, and your will shall be done here in Jesus' name. Amen Hallelujah. and amen. Hallelujah. Amen. And I had three words of knowledge. So, go ahead. Yeah. Okay, so I'm going to just keep my eyes closed because I wanted to tell you what I saw in the Spirit when I was standing up here, and the Lord said to come up again and say it again, that it's really important. Whenever I was standing here and I said that I saw millions of people with their hearts set on fire, it was like they were all sitting at first, okay? And they had to make the choice. And they had to make this choice to stand up and receive the fire of the Lord and to be revival fire carriers. So in my spirit, I feel the Lord is saying, will you make that choice? Will you make that choice to be that for me? Hallelujah. We receive that in Jesus' name. God. Help us to agree with you completely. I, I saw three. I saw the name Barbara. I saw the name David. And I saw very strongly. Uh, I don't know. It's a boulevard, a street, a town. Palmera. Palmera. Uh, P-A-L-M-Y-R-A. And uh, that means something to somebody. Just come up. We're going to believe God. Amen. If you have a need, just come up. We'll believe. Amen. And I tell you guys, remember.